Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined, as ever and always, by my friend, my co-host, the most knowledgeable person about DC Comics I've ever <laughs> met, uh, Bob Ulrich. It's me. Uh, I know about some other weird stuff, too. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so here we are, and we are, uh, we're going to talk about some comic books. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff out this week. I enjoyed a lot of things. Yes, I almost exclusively read Marvel comics, so because I'm a bad comic fan. And uh, so we'll talk about it. But luckily, uh, I have Bob here who read some DC comics. I also read some Marvel comics and some indies. Well, fine. Fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, some of everything. Uh, Action Comics 1039. Did you read this? I did. I did not like it. Damn it. I was actually, I actually had high hopes for this one, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It was too, like, uh, Conan for me. Like, I just, like, which, I was hoping you know, that that would be a fun crossover, that doing Conan stuff with Superman might be fun. I, I liked the idea, and I actually was reading it, but the art is too mm. inconsistent, and I just, some, like, I don't know. I just really don't love that, like, painted style kind of stuff. And I know the, it's, well, it when would it's be someone's out, comic, Yeah, yeah, sure. no, I dig but um, but yeah, it's like, and then there's like half of the issue is like a Martian Manhunter story that actually lo- like was more interesting to me than the first story. That, and it's kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. There's that old thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that we do have that we only have, I think, three of them left. So uh, move fast. That would be the Adventure Time Bemo Cook Pop. It's a Bemo, and he's dressed up as a little chef, and he has a Kiss My Cook apron on with a little frog on it, and you should probably own this. Uh, it's kind of amazing. I didn't see it. It's delightful. It um, cool. Anyway, uh, also, cool, I mean. also, we have uh, the... Jesus, is that... Whoa. Uh, hold on one second. Can you grab something for me off yeah, the sure. show? What? Can you grab me the All-Star Superman Deluxe Edition hardcover? I can what are you always okay about? i'm just gonna say that this was so shockingly cheap that i actually had to check to see if we'd screwed something up in the listings this is a 35 dollar trade oh wow yeah it's been reprinted so many times though but like that i feel like it was more expensive for the trade paperback than that that's weird maybe it's that thin paper that they use I on those omnibuses makes it cheaper I don't know, but that's pretty exciting. I yeah, do love cool. this book. It is arguably the best Superman yeah, I comic think that's ever been written. It's pretty It's pretty easy to argue that. Yeah. Um, all right. I also enjoyed this week Amazing Spider-Man 87. Sure. It's a, it's a story of Peter Parker getting out of his hospital bed and trying to be the best Spider-Man that he can be. <laughs> but he's not, quite, he's not quite up to it, and he falls down a whole bunch. Yeah, and he wears that paper bag. <laughs> he does a wear a bunch the, of weird side outfits along with the paper bag. He, he has the uh, the Matt Murdock I'm Not Daredevil like t-shirt that. which yeah. was great. That, that was, was my a, favorite one. Was a nice little and throwback. then there was like a cut off tank that says like animal on it or something <laughs> like that. Uh, also good. I didn't really understand why Captain America and Black Cat were testing him but I went. I just rolled with it. It was fine. Because he's going to get killed if he goes out doing that because he's really not up to snuff right now. Yeah I guess I just always still see spider-man as like a total loner like just not like he doesn't need captain america's permission to put on his spider suit and go fight crime, <laughs> i know you know? but i don't know except For whatever reason, it was mary jane i believe who, yeah i think yeah who put the edict out that he couldn't be spider-man until he passed these tests that there she you was go. like i missed that detail this isn't going to be safe for him and I want to keep him safe. And Captain America, being the nice fella that he is, such a nice fella, is out there helping him out. And I, that's 
I'm always that person. I have a soft spot for every time superheroes do things that are just kind and not necessarily super heroic and kind. I don't know, when they take time to just be people, yeah. I do love those stories. And that, and for that, this this was a particularly good issue of Spider-Man. To I me. I did like it as well. Uh, Aquaman and Green Arrow, deep target number four. You hyped me up as DC. I did not read this comic book. Um, nobody did. Don't worry. No, it just doesn't interest me. And, and you also know what? the title is terrible. It sounds like porn. <laughs> it really does. It sounds like a fucking like off the rack, like generic uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie yeah, that was yeah. only released in Serbia or something. Totally. Um, Robert Cop. <laughs> like Robert Cop. Um, so... What you did read is Archie Milestone's Jumbo Digest number 13, <laughs> the a, best of the 60s. What a, what a misleading <laughs> title, I gotta say. I mean, if you're into Archie, like, in Digest and your kids or whatever, like, you're gonna, it's a great value. It's $10. Yeah, no one's, comics, no one's gonna whatever, know. Like, the people who are going to buy this are not gonna be, like, big Archie fans. It's gonna be for, like, kids. As someone, like, you mentioned, <laughs> I, I know, I know a lot about pre 1964 like like 61 to 65 60, or maybe even up to 69 like that era of archie is good and i know a lot about it and when you say best of the 60s and half the comics in it are from the fucking <laughs> 80s that is misleading I'm okay sorry. you think you know a lot about archie i i know a fair amount what does jughead eat well what do you mean he eats everything Exactly. Every, no, <laughs> so, whatever you put in front of him. It's goddamn hamburgers. No. Um, yeah, it is. Okay. Here's yeah. here's one that I actually found out recently. Speaking of weird trivia, though, like honestly weird trivia. Wait, the trivia was does Jughead no, eat that, hamburgers? Not, not no, there's actually weird. Um, the hat. Do you know what the crown is? Yes. Tell me. Uh, the crown is. This an is something I just found. Fedora. Out. Yes. Yeah. That was like a like a Bowery Boys kind of yes. thing, and it was like popular to take them. And you would cut the inside yep. to to look like a crown. You'd invert a fedora. Yes, nuts. Because when I had fedoras no were like fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. I actually at one point like uh, because this is something I've actually known since I was in high school because Fishbone used to wear them. And uh, I didn't and know I was that like, either. I, want, I used I to call them fishbone them. hats because it was before I even read Archie comics. Like I was like, that was to me, that was not a Jughead hat. It was a fishbone hat. And I wanted one really bad, but you couldn't buy them anymore. I remember, I mean, I remember Angelo wearing the like, it was, a uh, bowler it was, hat. It was Walt who wore it. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. And in like the like uh, reality of my yeah, surroundings yeah. era. Yeah. Anyway, I was like super into them and super into that. So I wanted one. Anyway, I, f I was like, how do I make one? And then I, I like somehow Amazing. like pre-internet, like, you know, like figured it out. And I was like, how would I ever figure out how to do that? It sounds so hard. <laughs> but then the yeah. other thing that's weird about that is the other hat that is like an inverted fedora is the pork pie hat is somehow like a weird. Uh, oh, I didn't know like, that. It's not a fedora necessarily, it, but the way you make the Buster Keaton pork pie hat is also hmm. to like get like one of these hats and like screw with it somehow and make it into that oh super weird yeah because i saw one of those online recently that was like 80 dollars. i was like why does a pork pie hat cost 80 i mean i suppose because nobody makes them anymore but like it was a it was a joke hat like he he wore it famously but like nobody wore pork pie hats oh, like wow. they weren't popular they were like dorks wore them <laughs> and uh the that incredibly famous jazz bass player whose name is eluding oh. me uh, who wrote the song "Pork Pie"? Ha Goodbye, Pork Pie Hat. Um, I do not know that. I have lost it. 
That's all right. Um, We're supposed to talk about comics. Anyway. We are <laughs> like Black Hammer Reborn, number eight of twelve. Oh man, they go like full multiverse in this. It's pretty cool. And there's like the weird, like Doctor Weird or no, Colonel Weird, and it's the weird, uh, like the weird dimension. Or no, no, the um, Parliament of Weird. Nice is introduced, <laughs> and I, I I really like Black Hammer, and I love the new artist on this series. Like he's only been doing a couple issues, or they, I don't know who it is, but really good. Cool. Uh, we got Black Panther number three. Good, an amazing issue. Um, unfortunately, it is a first appearance issue, so we sold out of a bunch of copies. I pulled, I managed to pull a few aside before we completely sold out just for people who might have missed it. So if you are someone who missed it, I pulled a few copies aside for you. Talk to me and I will get them to you. It's another like right off the shelf selling for 20 bucks comic, which is, it's it's great that people want it, but I know that it's not people who are reading it. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, It is a great, great issue. Uh, There's an insane little folk art, like African folk art story in the middle of it that is so cool, it blew my mind. Yeah, it's by the the person who made uh, the image comic that just came out, Monkey Meat. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that artist. I can't remember the name, but uh, it was really, really cool. I love that it's the uh, the trickster rabbit, uh, which is not the tricks rabbit, (laughs) uh, but the, like, actual African, like, folklore character of the rabbit who is the trickster. (laughs) I never even – it's funny that I never put that together. Yeah, I think it's the whole reason why rabbits are associated with magic. Makes sense. But it was co-opted by the the colonizers. (laughs) You mean General Mills? By General Mills. That guy. That guy. He came in, he took over, (laughs) he (laughs) co-opted. And his his oceanic fleet was led by Cap'n Crunch. (laughs) Cap'n Crunch, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. And a diminutive uh, Irishman named Lucky. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm surprised that they got along at all. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Captain America Iron Man, number three of five. Didn't read it, but Me, I really no, did like either. the first one, I actually. Did. I really dug it, so I'm not uh, I'm not up to date, but that's okay. I did not read it either. Um, we've got Conan, The People of the Black Circle and Other Stories, trade paperback. And it looks like I have a dead listing that I fucked up there, so I'm going to have to go fix that. Um, Cowboy Bebop number one is out. I have not checked this out, but if you are interested in this story, it is not just a rehashing of the anime, and it is not a rehashing of the live action. It is its own thing. So check it out if you want a new story from Cowboy Bebop. Nice. Uh, we have uh, the trade paperback of Cruel Summer by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Cool. We have the trade paperback of uh, Daredevil Epic Collection Going Out West. I don't know what's in this one. Something. This is the weird X Men crossover stuff. I think. Okay. Oh. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a uh, Craven the Hunter and uh, is this the Nascenti Ramita yeah. Junior stuff? Uh, oh. It's uh, also it has some of the Gerber stuff and the Gene Colan Tom Palmer stuff. Oh, so that's earlier than that. So and it's also Avengers stuff. So it's Daredevil and Avengers. It's the crossovers with the Avengers mostly. So there's that. That's pretty cool. Um, 
We got Dark Blood, number six of six. That's finally wrapping up after forever. Probably because of the pandemic it took so long. Uh, DC versus Vampires, number four. One of my favorites of the week. Pretty fun. I really liked it. I love yep. the series. And uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, not much that needs to be said. It is good. It's yep. just... It's great. It's the stuff that you were hoping you would see in a DC versus Vampires comic. Yeah. I, it's like that thing where like when it was first announced, it was just like, oh, no. like They did DC East, and it ended up being so good. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. Now Vampires... Are, and then it ends up being like really good. <clears throat> yeah. It's, super fun i love it there's yep. like it, this one is like almost all green arrow batman uh but yeah. in like a really great way it's just it's really cool that's who you want dig it um deadly class number 50 is out that's wow. pretty cool. cool uh we got a big old treasury edition of deadpool black white and blood that is a that's a beefy tome it is um death of dr strange number five of five momentous it was momentous and it was really good and it actually got me like i will say that i read it and uh the the twists were actually twisty enough that i was surprised by the choices and i was surprised by the ending and i'm excited about what's coming up soon nice is yeah. what i will say yeah and then there's gonna be if you read any marvel comic but you didn't read dr strange and you're curious there's ads for what's coming up in all of the marvel yes comics. exactly because i read the a different marvel comic first and, <laughs> and i wished i hadn't yeah that is kind of a bummer if you don't want to know <clears throat> read dr strange first yep and we got uh deathstroke incorporated number five which mm. is not so good it's not good at all nope um detective comics 1050 is out that's good I like that. I believe, I know that we got a bunch of stuff from last week that's coming in late. Um, and I believe that's all coming in Thursday because that's how Lunar ships when something goes wrong. So we will get them the day after New Comic Day. Uh, weird. Let's see. We got Devil's Reign number three of six featuring the first appearance of Johnny Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I love this book. Yeah, it's good. It's really fun, and there's a wonderful moment with a Johnny Spider-Man, and I liked it. Yep, Johnny Spider-Man was funny. <laughs> there, there were so many good little moments. And also, if you uh, are reading everything, like last week, uh, Devil's Reign Winter Soldier is out this week, and that comes first. So read Ooh. that before you read Devil's Reign 3. Um and Fangoria, uh, number 14 is out, and it appears to be... Uh, black the, Phone. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing about Black Phone, but it's also like a retrospective on, uh, on Scream and a bunch of other stuff and on Nosferatu. And I guess uh, Nosferatu's turning 100, so he's in the public domain as well. Oh, wow. He's uh, still the scariest vampire to me. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that that version of a vampire is the only one anyone should ever have had. I don't understand why you wouldn't do creepy long fingers, terrifying, weird little bunny yeah. teeth, terrifying. Yeah. He's a creepy, creepy it's, weirdo. It's genuinely scary. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. Me. Shadow of the Vampire. What a great freaking movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to see it. Shadow it's so good. Vampire. It's uh was 90s maybe oh. later than 90s the idea was that uh it was uh based on the filming of Nosferatu it was like 
sort of the story oh, of the filming of that. Yeah. yeah as though as though good. Nosferatu were real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, no that is good and they were constantly taking breaks while filming to feed him and like he was killing off members of the crew and you yeah. know yeah yeah no that is cool very yeah. very clue I think cool clever the idea. other vampire take I like is the strain vampires I like that I like, love the strain yeah, vampires books good. are great the show was good the, the show was good the comic was great Pretty much quality across the also, board. I love for that guy that played Vas- was it Vasily the the like the, so good. I love that actor. Like every time he shows up, he was yeah. in Lost. He was in something else I watched. Mm-hmm. Where he's like he's sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. He's always the same, and he just kicks ass. Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. Whatever his name is. Anyway, I need to watch the rest of that show. Did they ever get to the point where they added the Luchador? Which oh uh yes oh fuck <laughs> okay I really need to watch the rest of that yeah. show yeah they Damn did the, it. they did the whole thing it's pretty faithful no oh, that's awesome uh, okay uh coming back to where I was we have the Flash by Jeff Jones omnibus hardcover volume three cool we've got Frontiersman number five we cool. have a little golden book of Garfield the Cat Show <laughs> I saw that also very good um. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield is off model though. I was just about to say that <laughs> that Garfield is fucked up. There's yeah. something wrong with that Garfield. I just think it's like it's not supposed to look like that. I mean like it's it's there's no, probably I some he, newer cartoon or something. I'm telling you um this isn't going to mean anything to anyone who's not looking at <laughs> this picture right now. He 100% did not have the teeth originally. And they put the teeth in afterwards. That is him smiling with no teeth. That is him smiling a Garfield smile. And someone said, that's too evil looking. And they put the teeth in afterwards. Because if you cover up the teeth, he absolutely just looks like a normal like Garfield, uh, only kind of evil. Okay. <laughs> he looks shady. He, he does. Yeah. No matter what you do, that Garfield looks fucking shady. He's over-rendered. <laughs> You can just tell that he's gonna rip off Heathcliff and make a lot of money. Heathcliff is so good right now. Do you ever do, have you ever seen? Do you ever see it? It's, it's so, so amazing. The trash ape. They yeah. need to do a trash ape comic book. It's like I love that. Is that stuff legit? Yeah, it's the it's what Heathcliff is now. Oh, like, that's so good. Like just like totally nonsense. Like just complete nonsense. But those are all original Heathcliff comics that are re no, they are new Heathcliff comics that are done like Heathcliff still is okay. a comic that's syndicated and oh, the new so ones good. that come out are dry. it's, it's so like how funny. Mark Trail is like really weird and about selfies now like <laughs> I haven't seen it and it's terrible oh the new the new uh, Mark Trail is actually I love Why it would you put out a new Mark Trail <laughs> because I don't know. I love it. I I am not. I'll have I, to take a look at it. I know almost no one cares about newspaper strips, but like, yeah, the New Mark Trail. It, they took it out of the Portland paper. I was mad because every <laughs> old person is like, I don't like this. It's not a because he like he like uses a cell phone and like <laughs> the art style is different. It's just like, God, shut up. It's so weird, <sighs> and it's like it's definitely more about like the the side characters and stuff, and it's like I mean it's drawn by a woman oh my god well that's that's why everyone's mad no well i mean everyone's mad because the old people just want it to be exactly like it always was you know and it's like as soon as you do something that's like stylistically different it's like changing nancy or whatever there's like always going to be like a whole nancy is so good yeah, then there's a new I love the new Nancy, I love the like, new Nancy too. It's like, I have been very much enjoying her stuff. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know what else is really enjoyable? What if is that? it's the '90s? Gen 13. Oh yeah, starting over, deluxe edition hardcover. Hmm. 
It's got your T's, it's got your A's, and uh, <laughs> not a whole lot else. Sometimes both. <laughs> Sometimes both. At the same time, it's breaking new ground. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, who's the guy that draws the both at the same time? Milo Minara? <laughs> <laughs> Milo Minara. Didn't he I get mean, it, like, he had that Spider-Woman the, comic? Well, the Spider-Woman like, was just because her ass was so ridiculously, like... Yeah, it was it like was her spine so was so heart shaped. Like, yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. But it was like her spine would be like yeah. inverted completely. It was weird. It was a weird one. Yeah. Um, but you could see both T and A. Yeah. It's somebody used to call it the Catwoman. Yeah. Was when you would do a a cover that showed breasts and ass in the same cover of the oh, same Balint. character. Catwoman. That probably yeah. Jim Balant. And so that that became kind of a, a derisive term, the Catwoman, in some in some circles as yeah. a uh, as a way to draw female characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know who can draw female characters and is really good at it? I know a few people, but who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Wendy Peeney, who I met this week, and oh, it nice. was fucking amazing. That's cool. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up. Wait, was she in here? Yeah, Wendy and Richard came into the store this week. Oh wow! They. Are doing a uh, an audio movie essentially that was from a Kickstarter. They're doing like a story with a bunch of actors at one of the local studios. Cool. And so they were up here for that, and we t- I talked with them, and they might be interested in doing a signing in the summer and like coming nice. back up. And I'm are they in New like New York or something? Or like, they're in they... New York. They're in upstate New York. Okay. They're like a five hour drive away, but yeah, you yeah. know I think they might be interested because they wanted to come spend time in Portland when it wasn't ice cold. So I think I might have a chance of getting them back up here. They were very sweet. Wendy drew a. Uh, an elf quest. A little elf right there on my table, which was really nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, they were delightful. Table. And, oh, my God, I just, like, I was honestly kind of starstruck. Because as far as creators go, as far as influence of independent people who, like, yeah. blazed their own trail, yeah. good fucking luck finding anybody more important and influential than those two. I've been finding a good lot luck. of the stuff from that era uh, to be like really, really fascinating yeah. lately, and it's just because I was too young. Yep, I was just too young to to have been around for a lot of that stuff, and uh, especially that the Beanie right. stuff is like from seventies, like yes. it's like way before like black and like all of the you know you yeah. wouldn't have no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nope. if it wasn't for them exactly, and that's that's what I've uh, it, it blows me away like just thinking of what they accomplished doing doing something completely by themselves of their own accord. Just like, I love this thing. I'm making this thing that I care about, you and know, that, and that so many people liked it, that it became a, like a and juggernaut. Exactly. And, and it's interesting because it is so it's still kind of an underground little thing where it's like the people who like it, love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember specifically, actually ElfQuest was one of the first comics I ever saw because there was a girl I was dating when I was a freshman in high school who lived in Ellsworth. That would be Stacy Turner. Did you know her? Oh, okay. Uh, But just all of those Ellsworth people that we kind of knew together, I knew through her. And she had, like, literally the entire hardcover collection of ElfQuest. All those library-bound editions on her shelf, and that was the first I'd ever heard of. Well... Any with, of this with all respect, world of 
comics to the to the the the, the elf quest empire uh, i don't i don't like things that have elves it's like kind of like a hard line <laughs> for me like i'm not an elf fan uh and when i was a kid and i was really into dc and like into all the superhero stuff and all the like you know ralph snart and whatever i could yeah, find yeah. that i loved um ElfQuest was everywhere, and I would always yeah. just be like, "Why? Oh, why is there so much ElfQuest?" But there was so much ElfQuest. It is fascinating. It was just enormous. Yeah, and I think it's easy to think to remember to think of it now as like this kind of small thing, but it right. was like it, is it was not. a juggernaut. And I mean, it was at Marvel, and it was like yeah. it's something that they created and made and xeroxed, and then yeah. it was a Marvel comic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like this is—it's a big deal. I love finding out all about the people that like started out in fandom and then like ended up being becoming like huge, like people like Jerry Ordway yeah. and stuff like that, where it's just like, oh man! And you see like their old <laughs> Mignola actually, like his old fan stuff. Like, oh yeah, is so weird. It's like it's, but that's where like they all came from absolutely like, now it's like they all come from a different like the internet just i guess it's like all different but like back yeah. then it was like oh when you see the when you see all of those photos of wendy and richard they're out on the on the internet them from conventions where it's like oh yeah they were like they were always dressing up as like flash gordon and yeah. like and ming yeah. the merciless or yeah, like like they were always doing crazy costumes and they're like they are they are they were a thing they were the prototype for the world that became massive. And I, yeah. it would be very easy to be someone like them that is like, where's, where's my money? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like I could definitely see being like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But they seem very well adjusted and very nice and it's awesome. I love them. Yeah, they should definitely be like, like shouted out, respected as and, like. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, they should be millionaires, but oh yeah. well. Sometimes there isn't justice in the world of uh, creative properties. I don't think comics has ever been like. I mean, there's the, <laughs> the people that you know. I yeah. guess there's like rock and roll. You know, like it's true. It's some true. people make it big, but not very many of them. Sometimes or like financially, anyway. Sometimes the Ramones don't get paid. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. All right, getting dizzy. Number three of four. It's that. Uh, it's that roller skating, roller derby thing. Yeah. Uh, we got Girl Scouts Stone Ghost number three by Jim Mafud. Nice. We've got Gunslinger Spawn number four. God, I really like this cover. <laughs> it is actually pretty good. That booth cover is pretty sweet. I only looked at the one facing. Oh, I didn't see it. They're both pretty good. But, but it the, was a good cover. The big violator cover. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoy that. Uh, Harley Quinn number 11. Yeah. We've got Hellboy, Silver Lantern Club, number four of five. I'm still trying to figure out if this is a misprint I, or not. I can't like, tell. Yeah, it looks it's like so it's weird. missing the last page, but yeah. I don't know. We haven't seen anything that says, yeah. We'll figure it, it out. It could just be weirdness. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, this is the this is that paper shortage that we've been talking about. Yeah. Every comic's going to be missing one page. That's how they're making <laughs> up for it. 19-page <laughs> comics. How's that math going to work? <laughs> Uh, House of Slaughter, number four. Ice Cream Man, number 28. What is up with the variant cover on this Ice Cream Which Man? Which one? <laughs> I oh, mean, they're I both insane. One. The one that's just writing? That one is very crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it is a, it's a page that has the definition for effigy, which <sighs> is why it's there. And then it, of course, has a bunch of other words that are disgusting, that are related to it. Things like egocentric, 
emaciate, emasculate, emergency, empty, entomology. So there's creepy bugs and there's an effigy of the ice cream man. And I've it's... just never seen a text-only variant cover of a <laughs> it's comic book. Pretty weird. It's a novel, novel idea for, full of, you know, ice cream man being obviously full of yeah. novel idea after novel idea. Sure is. And then there's the the B cover that looks like a like a poster for a Devo show. It's just... The, the, is that the one with the paint dripping on yes, it? Yes, and ice he's cream got, dripping on it. And he has a giant mouth in his chest that's about to eat an ice cream cone. Oh, mm, pretty yeah, weird. Okay, huh? Yeah, that one's weird. Uh, Iron Man number sixteen is out. Oh, Frogman's back. <laughs> uh, in living color, um, we've got Justice League number seventy-one. Mm. Wonder Woman in that terrible outfit. It's Wonder Woman's mom. I mean. Uh, whatever her name is. Hippolyte. Hippolyta. 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 <laughs> hungry, hungry Hippolyta. Um, Justice League Incarnate number four. Number I like three, Justice sorry, League Incarnate four. number four for multitude of reasons, even though the comic itself does not read very... It's not It's not very... Uh, I don't want to say it's poorly written or anything like that, but I love the way they do the multiverse in it. It's fun. They do some... If you're into the DC multiple worlds, uh, especially the ones as defined by Grant Morrison in Multiversity. Like, uh, they do, like, Earth Image, and they do some really fun stuff with it. Awesome. Uh, and it's, I should I, not be cracking my knuckles into the microphone. I apologize yeah, to everyone. That's really freaking me out, dude. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got the trade paperback for Made in Korea, which is an amazing book. Oh, yeah. Book. So and good. I, I still haven't read, read the last issue of it. Yep, me either. But the first ones were good. We've got... The maid I hired recently is mysterious. Graphic novel volume two. <laughs> We've got uh, Marauder's Annual number one, which I, is cool. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I know it's good because every other goddamn issue is good. Sure. Uh, Mary Jane Black Cat Beyond number one. Fun. It's a thing. Fun. Um, we've got Mr. Miracle, The Great Escape trade paperback. That is the uh, that's the YA yeah. trade with where it's like it's Scott Free but he's black. Oh, is oh yeah. so it's like a combination of the yeah. two characters. And I it, it really mystifies me that like when you already have a black Mister Miracle, why that is you so would insane. Do the same. Why would you? Do I mean, that? but for whatever you know, whatever. Who cares? That's so weird. I just like it's a it, that was a head scratcher for me. I was like, it's Scott Free but he's black. Okay, because like. They just did they, like a Shiloh Norman series. So like weird. literally, I think it la- ended last yeah. week or last you know, month or something. The the machinations of the yeah. people who run these that's, companies. That's what the creators wanted to do. Are beyond me. Yeah. Uh, Monstrous number 36 is out. We've got Mortal Kombat 11 figures. We've got Kotal Khan and Liu Kang and Shao Khan and the Joker. Who you may know from Mortal Kombat. From Mortal Kombat, yeah. Mortal Kombat's The Joker. Uh, we've got it's actually a pretty good Joker figure. It is, actually. If you're into action figures. I can appreciate an action figure even if I don't collect them. My Little Pony Generations number four is out. Oh, my God. Sell Guys, it. just the money, it just keeps coming in. I'm just buying those My Little Comics, <laughs> My Little <laughs> It's all the My Little Pony Comics. Once and Future number 24 is out. I 
this book is heating up yeah like for me like I, i've been reading it since the beginning and i kind of like it got that middle part and i was just like oh and i didn't like it with there was no real imperative to like read it every month and now i'm just like oh i like i totally love it yep. it's so good i love dan mora i and i love i i can't say i love kieran gillen but i when i do like yeah. kieran gillen i love kieran gillen yep. and yeah what's the future right. i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep yapping about how much i like it yeah I mean, tell it, me more about these crappy kings. <laughs> <laughs> One star squadron, number two of six. I wish I liked it more, but I do still like it. But I wish I liked it more. That's all I can say. Just try harder. I, you know, I'm I, I'm in it for all six. I, you know, it's Steve Lieber who I like. It's Mark Russell who I love. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna not buy it. But uh, so far, the first two have not uh, set the world on fire for me. Fair. Uh, Power Rangers Universe Two, Robin number ten. Um, and the biggest book of the week. The big one. We got the big one. Saga, number 55. Saga has returned. Bam. Bam. Every comic shop in, in the United States is like, thank God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, that they are not. No? No, no none I of us. I thought Saga was like a huge seller. I mean, the trades sell like hotcakes. The issues sell fine, but they're... Th- oh, so here's the deal with saga this is the this is the insider baseball for saga as far as like curb like comic shop owners okay you'll see somebody come in that you haven't seen before and they'll be like hey do you have saga and we'll yeah sure and they'll buy a three dollar comic and leave and come back next month i used to have subscribers that had folders that were just saga back when we did folders which is you know, we should probably have not allowed that, but <laughs> but it was crazy. We had a lot of Saga-only customers, and that was kind of a, a, a person. Maybe it was on me. Maybe the impetus was to be a salesperson and say, hey, move on to other things, and let me tell you about these. But there were people who were just like, I read Saga. That's it. That's all I need. Interesting. You don't do folders anymore? No, we don't do folders. And then no sub- no subscription folders anymore? We do no more subscriptions. Huh. You have to buy your comics this week and we put them in a folder. We'll hold them for you. Like we have we have people that we're shipping comics to all over the land. And those people can choose to have their books. They can purchase their books and throw them in a folder and then we'll ship them at some other time, you know, if they're buying like two books in a week or whatever. And then once they hit 30 bucks, we'll ship them for free. Okay. Yeah, that's how we do it these days. I didn't know because that. we when the pandemic hit, we legitimately had $3,000 in books that were not picked up. We basically lost like 3 grand just in subscriber folders. Wow. That people had left dead and we were like, "Okay, well, we can't do that." Oh, cuz like just not Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so I was like, "Well, we're not doing that again." <laughs> you know. It's it, I don't like, I was never somebody who would pester people about their folders. And it's like, well, then I don't, if I don't want to be that person, then I don't have to be. We can just sell you your stuff when it comes out and you can throw it in a folder. And it it feels like sometimes that, like that weird folder mentality is like, it makes people feel like they have to buy something that they don't want. And I don't want to do that to them either. I just want people to buy what they want. You buy it when you want it. You know, like, I don't hold it for you until you purchase it. You know, just, yeah. we just do it this way. It feels much easier. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. 
uh, I, I know. Mean, that I think every store is a living, breathing organism, and that's true. how yours has evolved. Exactly. I mean, we've definitely lost customers over it. There are some people who are like, I can't handle this. Like, oh, wow. like I can think of at least three people who are just like, I don't want to have to think about what's coming out each week. I just want it to be there when I buy it. And I'm like, I and as a like because of who I am, that's not how I bought comics. Like, I never had a subscription folder. I was just somebody who was excited about coming in and looking at books and like I wanted to be there to buy them. Mm. So I like this. So this is this is how we do things like this website is the way that we do it. Well, if you I have love, thousands of dollars of unpurchased yeah. uh, comics in in a filing cabinet, then like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's, that's like, also not a great way to run a business. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we had to do it this way. Yeah, but, and I guess I, ultimately, in order to do that, you have to be more like calling. That was I remember yeah, that yeah. was like a big part of my old comic shop right. job was just constantly like calling people and reminding them to come in and get their comics. Yeah, which feels which is a pain in the ass. Like which it's feels like, less enjoyable as far as like the, you know, like having somebody call you from the place that you're supposed to go to escape your shitty job and like all of these pressures and all these other things it's like and now they're like pestering you about buying your folder it's like eh, yeah. no thanks yeah. sure that's just me but uh hey if you don't like it there are other comic shops so yeah you are welcome to to go to them um something is killing the children slaughter pack number one this is a cool idea it really is i love this um i there aren't a lot of series that could pull this shit off Saga could do this, Walking Dead could do this, but like, and something is killing the children can do this. Um, but it is five, it's the first, it's one through five of Something is Killing the Children, redone with exclusive full art covers by uh, David Mack. And they're really pretty. And it's also right next to Saga. And it's cool too. Right next to Saga, yeah. Um, and you know, <coughs> we also have. If you're in the market for a $260 Tusken Raider, boy, do we have the Tusken Raider for you. Hot Toys has a new insane Tusken Raider figure, and it is beautiful. And uh, and if that's your thing, it's here. Wow. Uh, we got Static Season 1, number 5 of 6. Looks good. We have Stray Dogs, number 2. Didn't read it because I wasn't interested in being sad. Yeah, this one uh, isn't it isn't. It, it, I really liked Stray Dogs, the series, like the first one. This is just like here's the origin of every dog and like a little short yeah. story, and it's not working for me in the same level. But I'm sure there are people who it definitely does. Yep. Um, we got Superman and Robin special number one. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's it's not breaking any new ground. It's. No. It's a story that we've seen a million times before, but it's still fun to see uh, animals get loose in the in the crazy fucking Kryptonian zoo and having to chase them down. It's a story about an adorable Cthulhu that gives birth, and it's weird, and I like it. It is weird. It also has robot armor for uh, all the characters. <laughs> I think the real selling point for this one is that if you liked the Peter Tomasi run that ha was just kind of, like, stopped yeah. when Bendis came aboard, yep. or whenever it was, that he uh, he just got, like, kind of, like, you're done. Yeah. Like you gonna get it gives him an opportunity to get back into that. Plus, I also really like Victor Bogdanov Bogdanovich or whatever his name is. I really like the artist on that, and uh, I, 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 I he should be doing high profile books because he's got a great style. 
That's cool. Um, it's interesting that the- it's kind of you know it's like that. It's got that like Greg Capullo sort of min- uh, not uh, McFarlane yep. kind of vibe to it. And it's nice to see that in a mainstream superhero book. I find it interesting that the uh, the editorial, they've fired enough people in the editorial department at DC that the costume is three different versions, depending on what you look at. The variant cover has him in a, has uh, Robin in one version of the costume where he has the domino mask and he has a bulletproof suit. Uh, the main cover has him in the kind of like floopy jestery looking suit and mm. like the one that's in the costume is a combination of the two or in the uh, in the, the issue itself. Mm. It's like, yeah, just do whatever, everybody. Yeah. We don't care. I mean, I, there's I, three editors for 40 books. I think that all the the mainstream superhero stuff, uh, Marvel is doing a little bit better when they hire Alex Ross. Like Oof. those comics have good covers, and also the Spider-Man with Arthur Adams covers; those have been really oh good. But God, like for those. the most part, unless it's like a mini series yeah. or something, like the mainstream monthly comics, like it's just like here's a pinup of this yeah. character, and it like has nothing to do with the comic. And it, it's true, you know. At least DC's edit, like has like blurbs on the cover that like say something about what's in the comic, but like. I don't know. They just they, I'm I've not been impressed with uh, cover for most books. There's a few that do good job. Up. I have one more nerdy complaint. Oh. I hate Robin's <laughs> eye things. Yeah, they're weird. instead of instead of having the domino mask that joins in the middle, which doesn't explain how it sticks to his face anyway. I'm sure it's glued right. there, or whatever. No prize nonsense. But by separating it, it makes it look like he legitimately has giant gobliny monster eyes. He looks like a chud yeah, from it's like the imagine, movie Chud. It's like imagine if Spider-Man had his eye goggles, but like no Spider-Man mask. <laughs> right, exactly. This is a weird look. <laughs> yeah. But yep. I think that at the same token, like it could look fine drawn by like you know, right? It, you know, maybe it's not the right. I just for love. It, I like, just like the Domino mask. Maybe that's it yeah, too. That could be. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. <laughs> it's because it I reminds me of a chud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Superman seventy eight. Final issue. I really liked this series. It was good. Uh, Task Force Z number four. <laughs> for our Canadian for neighbors, uh, <laughs> uh, Task Force Z, it's uh, not good. Yeah, um, Teen Titans Academy, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number eleven. Except for the 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 sloppy inking at the second half of this, it's a really good issue. Uh, it's like a big like exercised one. So like they're wrapping up the first year of stories, and I think Teen Titans Academy is one of the best books DC's putting out. It's it's good. Nice. And this is like getting close to the end of the Who is Red X mystery. Oh, good. It's been going. I would actually like to find that out. I think you got to wait one more issue because I was kind of invested in that when I read the first four issues of that, and then I fell off, and now yeah. I'm like. Oh, I would actually like to know the answer to that question. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. It's like it's doing that thing where I it's hope like it's every, Gorilla Greg. Well, ever yeah, I mean, I'm not <laughs> sure how it could be, but it, it, the um, I the thing I like about Teen Titans Academy is it's like there's that thing where everybody's mad that like Doctor Strange is a different character and Thor is a different yeah. character and Batman's a different character and it's like you're you know and it's like here's this book that's like not replacing anybody. Yep. It's just introducing really cool new fun it's like dial h but like as a team it's it kind of reminds me of 
Justice League in the late 80s? Was that when they started doing that like really hardcore when they were like, here's a bunch of new characters. Oh, the Justice Detroit League was, era? Mm, there was a time when it was like, here's our Justice League title, and we're going to cycle through a bunch of new characters who join the Justice League. Oh, you mean like the JLI stuff? Yeah, that kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Where it's just like, you know, we're going to use these characters that you know in order to put forward these new characters and get them into circulation so you can get used to them and then we can tell solo stories with them which is fun that was always the thing with with i think the team books in general and i think this was marvel or dc it didn't really matter it was like when you had the team books they had to have superman or wolverine or whatever and then it was like you couldn't do anything with those characters because they had 14 other books they had to be in and you could never change them or have any like movement with their character is characterization so then jli and books like that would take like blue beetle or great lakes avengers yeah exactly and then it's like you can have those characters do stuff but then also still have them be on a team with batman or whatever you know as long as you had that anchor character agreed Uh, We got Teen Titans Go, DC Superhero Girls Exchange Students trade paperback, which is cool. Uh, It's like a team up between those two things. Yeah, those two all-ages books. Nice. We got The Marvels Volume 1, The War in Sian Kong trade paperback. We've got... The Marvels is a great series. Yes, it's, it is. No one's, I think it's not read. No one's reading it, but it's good. It is, it's crazy how how poorly it sells. It blows my mind for what a good series it is. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I feel like they just didn't advertise it properly or at all, or at all. Also, I think that um, with the TV shows and the movies, mm-hmm. there's this uh, new obsessive Marvel kind of mentality what we used to call Marvel zombies, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's when you have stuff that's like deep dive of like golden age yep. Marvel or like war comic Marvel or like the stuff that hasn't really touched the animated or not animated, um, you know, syndicated, MCU, whatever, yeah. MCU, whatever it is, you know, like I think there's less interest in it. Yep. And this is more of a like totally continuity, agree. deep continuity, but it's like, it also works with like all the mainstream characters at the same time. Yeah. So I don't no, really understand so why. Good. Whatever. It's like on paper, it's great. And in practice, it's great, but it's just but not. Here's a great opportunity. If you didn't catch it yeah, get first time around, grab the trade. Yeah. Uh, here is something that is a personal uh, recommendation from me. This is a new book from Grady Hendrix and Chris Pagali, our friend Grady. Uh, it is called These Fists Break Bricks. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, it's basically a follow-up to Paperbacks from Hell, but it is about Grady's uh, obsessive fandom of the Asian martial arts movies. Uh, Grady is maybe one of the world's foremost experts in kung fu movies uh he has put on festival after festival of like obscure movies that no one else has seen and just like he is so excited about it and if you're familiar with how paperbacks from hell was presented so beautiful the posters and it's like it's mostly art driven but then it's got his sense of humor and if you know grady hendrix he is a brilliant author and really funny and it's just so fun and this is a big ass art book done by mondo so you know it's going to look really pretty it looks great it's it's just a great book 
highest recommendation if you like kung fu movies and want to read about kung fu movies there is nothing there will never be anything better this is like uh sex and zen and a bullet in the head times five so that's what i say i said it it's better than sex and zen and a bullet in the head which is previously my favorite book on the subject wow um we have thor number 21 which was a great issue. Um, and yes, you will notice that it is not on the website. You do have to talk to me to get it because again, we're just going to, we're getting slammed by scalpers on the website. So I don't even understand why scalpers want it. I, w- once you see the ending of this issue, it's almost as though it's not a new character. Uh, <laughs> almost. but, uh, I will let you decide when you read this because I, it would be very funny if this fell on its face uh, as far as that goes. Uh, not that I really wish ill to people in that way, even, even if they are making my life difficult by making me unable to put a fucking Thor comic on my website. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucks when your regular readers can't get, yes. you know, you know, or you have to jump through hoops to make sure they, but I, it's appreciated that you do do that. But they are here for you. If you are a reader of Thor, you can get it. We have all the covers. Just talk to me and it is here for four bucks. Um, you know, and you can turn around and sell it on eBay for 25 if you want to. Um, anyway. Like people think that like no one does that. Except for like people who don't actually read comics. Well, that's the problem is that like there is it's there's a there's a a group of people who are there's there's a certain number of people who realize that they could make money off comics in a weird way. And it's it's hard to fault them because, you know, in the strangest of ways, that's how I got to where I am. You know what I mean? That's like why I have this store is because in a weird way I was like, oh, I could sell comic books and make money at it. And yeah, so I, I could I'm sell on, comics and make money at it isn't the same as, I mean, I get it. It's, I'm on it, the same, I'm on the same wavelength to a certain extent. Yeah. No, but get, uh, uh, like, either way, it's like it the is, people that go to record store day when it happens and, and buy everything that comes out and then it goes eBay. on eBay for expensive. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I really was, you know, yeah. like, and it's that's yeah, a bummer. It's a it's like that purist thing where it's like Crimea River, you know. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Either way, uh, speaking of speaking of things that were a huge fuck up from me running the store, uh, we did manage to not get the previous issue of Thor. Sorry, everyone. We are getting second printings of that coming in, so we will have those. Oopsie, poopsie. Um, <laughs> anyway, Transformers Beast Wars number twelve. Cool. Two Moons, one of my favorite horror books. It's good. It's real good. Uh, some real creepy monsters in this issue. I love that very the one cover with the monster Yo. on it. It's like oh, so cool. I love so the design there. Pretty this artist. What's the name of this artist? Really good. Oh yeah, is is this the original artist? Yeah, same artist on the whole thing, and it is the the cover artist is Gian Giordano. Yeah, that, that's the that's issue one. That's the the regular Valerio Gian Giordano, and then cover art. Vax. Yeah. Oh, Max Fiumara is the cover B. I don't know who that is. Uh, Sebastian and Max Fiumara are. Uh, they did a bunch of Hellboy stuff. They did an Abe Sapien okay. and Man, uh, some a... BPRD stuff. They. I don't know what else they've done. They might be like people who work like 
for film or whatever and then just I will do comics say occasionally but they're, they're is, both really good and they both have individual styles as a person who has is a big fan of werewolf movies and the whole concept um I know that I have struggled to put together a list of 10 good werewolf movies in my life, uh, even though I do love the genre. Um, this is probably the best single image of a werewolf transformation I've ever seen, or a skinwalker transformation. Fucking gorgeous, that it's cover. Really cool. yeah. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, great. They do uh, amazing monsters. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Oh, the the ongoing uh, Abe Sapien series. Remember when that was coming out? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think that might have been Sebastian and not Max, but they're okay. brothers, I think. I cool. Know. But they're yeah, they're they're both great artists. Um, we got we have a new Usagi Jimbo series. This one is called Lone Goat and Kid. Get it? <laughs> the Lone Goat and Kid have been in Usagi for years. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, this is characters. a this is a mini series. Oh, with just those characters, with just them. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do see an old-looking Usagi Yojimbo, or maybe he's just extra grumpy looking. Yeah, I think he looks really grumpy. <laughs> I like that they're doing this. There's different artists are doing the covers for these. Um, oh yeah, there have cool. been some Gives really them a wonderful visual ones. appeal. Yeah. Where a lot of that, like, I love. Uh, my first signed piece of uh, comic art that I ever had was uh, Stan Sakai. And I'm I found so, it in a back issue bin. I'm so glad that he's he's healthy and up and around now, man. That was really troubling. The idea that Stan Sakai was like gonna get sick and die, I was like, oh fuck. Mm. That was like three years ago. He was like really sick, and there was like mm. a worry, and then he got better, and we were like, nice, yay, hooray, the world is better. I don't want to lose Stan Sakai. He's too awesome. Um, Vampirella, Dracula, Unholy, number two. It's the art in this is unholy. much better than I was expecting, hmm. but uh, still, what I mean, you'd expect for yeah, this comic? I mean, this is still being written by uh, Priest. It's He's doing Priest. like a whole thing. He's doing a whole Vampirella thing, and and it's like multiple titles, and yeah. it's a huge game plan. And I'm sure if it's ever collected in some way, it'll it'll probably read just fine. But like, it's not for me. It's so weird how so many really great writers write Vampirella yeah like when you look at those like the archives and it's like oh here's Alan Moore's Vampirella oh here's <laughs> Grant Morrison's Vampirella here's you know like Brian K. Vaughn's Vampirella you're like why well, I, I think it's well Vampirella is one of those uh like legacy characters yeah, that has like true. you know the ability to draw like uh you know I mean I'm sure anyone who's coming up in the world is like I want to do that. I want to do whatever character has yeah. like a, a history, you know. Fair. Uh, Wonder Girl number seven. Yay! I loved this issue. I thought it was great. Nice. I liked the way that it resolved. There was there were probably five pages of the same fight going on forever, but mm. outside of that, I was actually very pleased with the way that it resolved itself. I thought it was clever, and I also thought that. Again, in a way that I'm, I'm very much, uh, I very much approve of these new, this new world of comics where there are these very positive characters coming out, and then they're like resolving things in ways other than chopping the villain's head off, <laughs> or you know, like it's like you could do this violently, you could do this terrible thing, or you could compromise and do something and 
kind of move forward instead of like doing the worst thing. Nice. And this is one of those kind of books, and I like it. I like it a lot too. Uh, world of Krypton, number two of six. I bet it's about the world of Krypton. I bet it's about a bunch of characters whose last names end with syllables. <laughs> You're right. Like hyphen syllable. <laughs> it's, I bet it's a, about a bunch of L's. There's some L's. There's probably some Zors, some <laughs> Zods. Uh, you know. Val Zod. Um, you know what I like? Wolverine. I liked the goddamn Deaths of Wolverine. This is the X Deaths of Wolverine. Uh, this has now solidified as my favorite X book. Wait, um, is this another issue of the series? The, is it weekly? It's so yes, it is. Oh. And and basically, I didn't even look at it because I thought it was the same one as last time. So here's what's insane. This is the cap to uh, Powers of X, and oh. so instead of so there was. Powers of X and House of X. Uh-huh. There is Lives of Wolverine and Ten Deaths of Wolverine. Uh-huh. And it is the story of Moira McTaggart trying to escape after the events of X-Men, after the resolution to this big story, which I will not spoil, because it is the resolution to the entire Hickman story. Oh man, I really wish I had read this. Damn so it. So what what happened with all with her and why she is on the run currently and what the two of them have in common, which is that's a spoiler because definitely Wolverine gave her a blood transfusion and now they are tied together in a way. Huh. And so and it appears that there's they both have something new in common that we didn't expect as is shown from this it's crazy cakes i'm really excited about it i love the first issue the second issue is even better which it is still issue one of deaths of wolverine but holy shit what a good comic wow what a crazy story yeah, i um, really wish i had read this super thing. into it damn it um and also the one in 100 variant that is really expensive is a beautiful Sam Keith Wolverine cover. Oh, cool. Which I was like, oh, I love Sam Keith drawing Wolverine. That was what got me into Wolverine in the first place, was reading all of those Sam Keith Wolverines back nice. in the day. The Marvel Comics Presents ones. Marvel Comics Presents. Good stuff. Um, you get some of those in your back issue bins. I do. I uh, organized them, by the way. <laughs> they were all screwed up. I put them all back in order. I'm telling you, I've said this before, Make me an omnibus and I'll fucking buy it. Make me an omnibus of all those Wolverine stories from Marvel Comics Presents. Yeah. I'll buy them. And then do the Ghost Rider ones. I'll buy that one, too, because I loved those, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, X-Men number seven is out. Liked this issue, too. Um, That's cool. This one was fun. And uh, last of all, we have the X-Men Hellfire Gala, which I thought was fine. It's yeah. the trade paperback for that series. It was a visual feast. It was something that was very much like, here, look at what we did. And it was beautiful. But also they were feasting. And then a feast. (laughs) In the comic. I was, like, I I am very much into plot. Like, that's one of the reasons that I like comics is because they're so plot heavy. It's all about making clever decisions and, like, turning things on its head and moving things quickly. 
And so when there's something like uh, Hellfire Gala, where it was like not so much about the plot and more about like, look at our fucking art. Like, look at the chops on these motherfuckers. They designed gowns and outfits for yeah, every person. That was pretty it cool. It was amazing. I take nothing away from it, but it's still like, for me, I'm excited about when people think of weird ideas to shift plots around so it just felt very i i I finally figured out what it is about x-men that i'm not so into Mm. and that is and i think it's it's really it's not a thing where i'm saying like oh it sucks or whatever because obviously it doesn't but like it's rich people (laughs) it's just game of thrones to me yeah oh oh it's it's definitely gotten game of thrones it's so game of thrones it's like here's a miniseries where most of what they do is eat and dance it's just like it's like there but like maybe there's crazy stuff that happens mm-hmm. during that but it's just like that style of yeah yeah no i get it tv show kind mm-hmm. of thing and it's like for me it doesn't really work but i get that it's good and i get that it definitely works like i know people that are like gonzo about this run of x honestly i'm getting there yeah i'm like i really want to read this comic because it provides some kind of closure to the things that i did read which was really i loved those first two miniseries yeah yeah they were well the closure to that happened in oh fuck oh i almost i almost had it i can't remember what it was oh in the last issue of uh inferno had had your closure for the moira mctaggart thing but i mean and it still isn't closure closure. It's it's basically it kind of is. It's hard to explain without spoiling it. Well, we can you can spoil I'll, it. For I'll me spoil it after when we when we wrap because no one wants to listen to us. Anyway, that is it. Follow us at Coast City Comics on Instagram. Uh, purchase things at CoastCityComics.com. We yes. appreciate it, and visit us here in Portland, Maine, uh, and uh, all those other things. And tell your local shop to carry Rad Wraith. It is out in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. Thank yeah. you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.